White Cloud, feed to the right, back in front, White Cloud scores! White Cloud, bearing down on the goal, straight down the middle, went to the outside right for Stone, Stone tapped it right back to White Cloud, the righty rips it home. Because one hour isn't enough, we welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Michael, nine seconds, through the left circle, number nine closing in, he scores! It's an overtime winner, Jack Eichel, 2-1 Golden Knights with six seconds to go. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at lbsportsnetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Show continues into the second 60 minutes. Thanks to Megan Bozak for joining us in hour number one former national team member of USA Hockey's women's program. A uh, couple of times at the Olympic Games, a part of the rivalry series, and that rivalry series rolls into Vegas and the uh, Henderson's Dollar Loan Center on December 15th. You can get tickets by visiting uh, AXS.com. AXS, that app. It's uh, really cool. That's the way we do everything around here. And Chapman and I, we work our magic through AXS.com. <laughs> he hears his name and he, he immediately snaps over. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's like, well, well, but, somebody's talking to me. But that was an opportunity to open the mic and he didn't it, do it. it. It was because he he wasn't listening to uh, me. That's a good he point. just heard his name. Yep. No, no, and I that's, was listening that's what to happened. You. Yep. He, he heard his name, snapped over, and wasn't present enough to be able to no, you, play off you it. said AXS tickets that's where we work our <laughs> magic I was listening I just didn't have uh, anything to add no. <laughs> uh, we've got our game rating from last night's uh, contest over the Arizona Coyotes in which the VGK locked it down defensively and uh, threw in some uh, great performances up front and finally broke through Carl Vemelka of the mm -hmm. Coyotes uh, we will uh, bring you Butch Cassidy's uh, media conference uh, session today over at City National Arena before the team flew off to Edmonton for tomorrow night's game against the Oilers. Uh, talk to Megan. She did her first TV game last night uh, on the panel. Tomorrow? Mm -hmm. Like, this This is what you do. You get the first one out of the way. Yep. And then you jump right in with both feet. Tomorrow she's going to do the radio broadcast of the Henderson Silver Knights with Brian McCormick. And nice. you can't have a better partner uh, to call a game with Brian McCormick. He is yeah. so good. That game is at 3 o'clock at the Dollar Loan Center. Mm -hmm. She's going to jump in a car and race over, mm -hmm. police escort, to City National Arena and Studio 31. And she's going to do the pregame show, the intermissions postgame show, uh, for the VGK against the Edmonton Oilers on AT&T Sportsnet. Radio and TV in the same day at Double Dip. Yeah, I, she's going to she's gonna kick kick butt, too, mm -hmm. honestly. I, that police know, escort it, will be cool, though. It, it will be. You know, I, I do want to just circle back to one thing where mm -hmm. she said it went it goes faster than you expect it to. Yeah. that That is absolutely true. Anytime I'm home watching a game, doesn't matter who's on, doesn't matter what it is, if I'm not working... That game lasts a long time. When I'm at T-Mobile Arena, we're doing the game. It's like it's like a snap of a finger. It's, uh, it's wild. I'll say this: There's some people I have worked with over the years yeah. where those games have taken forever. I'll tell you this: I work alone now. Now, <laughs> good point. That <laughs> you are absolutely on point with that. There's yeah. there's some people where the games can take forever. <laughs> And when you've been doing this as long as I have, they've taken forever. I'm still wondering whether a couple of them have ended yet. Sure. And uh, and then you have a, a thing like last night where it just all flows. Uh, the chemistry is great with Darren Elliott and and Megan, and it was awesome. Uh, Producer Braden was was great, and it, it was uh, it was great. Uh, seamless coming over from radio to TV and, and jumping right. I even suffered a boo boo last night. 
Oh, what happened? I, I was bleeding a little bit. Megan gave me a Band-Aid, and then I was able to continue. Is that the same Band-Aid yeah, from same yesterday? same Band-Aid. I don't, how often are you supposed to change them? <laughs> like at least once a day. Well, it was... It's, it's just barely hanging on. But what it's you, not even 24 hours what, yet. What happened? So I'm good. What happened? You uh, pointed it out for a reason. Well, you I got want it. us to know. No, what, no. What I just happened? picked a scab from my bike accident that I have not yet let heal. I know. And that was like six months what? ago. You still have scabs? How do you have a scab Dude, on Dude, I was hand? banged up. Yeah. All right. Where, where was it? On your hand? Uh, yeah. Right yeah. there. Oh, what, there oh that's what, yeah. wow. But it was skin color. So I, Do you I, just, you keep, you keep picking yeah, at I it? Yeah, like, pick. you... I'm a oh, picker. Have you, you not noticed that, that, have you not noticed that I tend to, to pick and poke? Oh, no. Yeah, I, yeah, that I, makes a lot of sense. Like at, at you guys? Yeah. Like verbally? Oh, yeah. No, I just, I pick and poke. Just do... Like I, that, that covers my whole life. <laughs> I'm like I'm like a good person. I just pick at my fingers. No, I, 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 I pick nails. at you. I, yeah, po- no, I poke at him. Good points. Yeah, yeah. It, it fits. I do it, more it, than poke at him. Yeah. I I take him out. Shove him. Yeah, yeah. no, no. Shove you, me. Yeah. You do whatever you can to make sure Chapman feels bad at the end of the day. <laughs> Big night. Not bad. Come on. Just knows his place. Sure. Yeah, that's fine. Those that are works. two different things. Eh. Eh. But you said you said. John Shannon treats me the way I treat yeah. Chapman. And I love John Shannon. Do you know what that means? Chapman? Let's not jump to conclusions. There now. it is. Come on, give me a big hug, buddy. Oh. Get over here. I will say Get this. Get over here. Every time I see this guy up in the press box, he comes up and he tickles me. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, like like I'm Tickle Me Elmo. You know, he just tickles me. And tickle I always Chapman. giggle. He does. Because I'm ticklish. It's, it's funny. I'm Let's like, get to our game rating uh, from last night. Welcome to my latest experiment. This is a big one, the one I've been waiting for all my life. Uh, well, it's a DeLorean, right? Bear with me, Marty. All your questions will be answered. Roll yeah. tape. Let's get into a game rating. It starts with the old Pacer, and then you get into a station wagon, mm-hmm. the big boat, a Hummer, and then a Trans Am before a 5 out of 5 is a DeLorean. It's all discontinued cars. We're, we're not giving anybody free plugs on this one. But there's some cool cars, and then there's some cars that you just wouldn't drive. Would If a Pacer pulled up and they gave it to you, would you drive it? No. No. <laughs> you know what no. I'd do with it? Grow plants in it. Because that thing's the best. <laughs> that, that thing's the best greenhouse ever. Like, there's so much sunlight getting into that thing. Uh, Chapman, start us off. Um... What the yeah. heck? Like, why start with that? <laughs> I'm, I'm going Trans Am. I, 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 I will say this. They played a good game, but they should play a good game against Coyotes. They're better than the Coyotes. You only play the game that I, you're playing. I understand that, but but there were moments, especially in that second period, where, where Arizona pushed hard. And I mean, I think it was, I think like Shea Theater had like a three and a half minute shift because he, he just he got, got stuck out there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he couldn't get off the ice because Arizona did such a good job of... of Controlling the the play at that moment, but they took some bad penalties. I thought Zach Whitecloud's penalty was bad. I didn't like Brett Howden taking that penalty either. I, not to pick on Brett, I know we we kind of did that no, earlier. No, I did but, that earlier. But but you know, you guys are it, all over it him. A, I, and I like Brett, and I'm not. You know, that I sounds like I, but, it. Well, he speaks very highly of you. I'm sure he does. You know. Certainly, yeah. But it was a good game. But you should play a good game against the Coyotes, especially considering they had lost two games in a row. It was a good game. It wasn't a perfect game. You're it wasn't grading a great this on a game. curve, aren't you? No, I, I just feel like DeLorean should be reserved for a game where it like if they go out and they they blow the doors off the Oilers, that's a DeLorean. Before we get to Wallace, mm-hmm. it was a four-one win with a great shot and a shutout. Yes, it, it was a bit that of was, a goofy that goal was, that went in. No, so that was taken out of the mix late. 
a 4-1 win. What would have been, in your viewpoint, quality enough to earn a DeLorean? Well, I think if the game is over midway through the second period. They, it took them so 30 no, minutes. So, so it was 4-1. Do you yeah, need 6-1? Do you need 8-1? Well, no, if they're up 3 I nothing, think, I think Chapman's saying he needed two or three goals in the first period. Yeah. I needed I needed them to come out. The, the, the was good. The whole and has theme, been good the all year. The whole theme was urgency. If they score two, three goals in that first period right. and not wait until 10 minutes into the second period. They didn't wait. Well, you know what I mean. They, <laughs> it's not, they, they didn't purposely not score. Now we're going to do score. it, guys. Now but, we're going to yeah. score a goal. All right, let's do it. we we, we got to get Chapman to give us a good rating. But After this is over, I've got a story for you. <laughs> After we do the ratings. Okay. okay a little story right. time with Millard. On, on waiting. Oh, we've got music for that. Too. I know. I know this one. Tell <laughs> you. Know. Wallace. Okay. Uh, while I do believe Chapman is right that, you know, DeLoreans are reserved for special performances. Last night to me was a special performance from the Vegas Golden Knights. Yes, you are supposed to beat Arizona. Yes, you are supposed to have the outcome that the Golden Knights had last night. But I said going into the game, I wanted to see one thing and one thing only. The Golden Knights, I wanted to see them shut it down defensively against Arizona. I wanted to see significant drop-off in terms of chances generated for the opposition. I got that. The Arizona Coyotes didn't do anything super dangerous. The goal that they scored was a fluky goal. It was a bad bounce, but it is what it is. And you give the number four ranked power play in the league four opportunities on the man advantage, and they are not getting or generating anything dangerous. After needing a strong special teams performance, I think that that kind of all runs in together. For me, it's a DeLorean because what I wanted to see out of the game, the Golden Knights delivered in spades. That was an important game last night, you guys. A lot more important than we ever thought it would be at the start of the week. Yeah. Agree? Yeah, I agree. You lose the first game against St. Louis, you can stroke that one as uh, just coming off the road. You get to the second one, and you go, mm, that one we expected more. Certainly uh, in that third period, you lose that one. Last night, three-game homestand off of a great start, and you're facing a sweep, mm -hmm. you needed a response. Yeah. You needed a win, first and foremost, and then you needed some kind of efficiency in the response. Yeah. And they delivered on all of it. And that's that's why I, I give it a DeLorean. Not just because it was a, a nice, tidy victory, but the importance of the win, too. Not to give anything back from this great start. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. I, I don't see any any issue whatsoever going DeLorean on that one, even though it's an opponent you're supposed to beat. For me, the Golden Knights did what they needed to do. You see growth and progression in their game, and to you know, I, I looked at it and said, this is what this is exactly the type of game I wanted to see out of the Golden Knights. They delivered. It's a DeLorean and Chapman Rita's not happy with you. Really? No. How do you know that already? Oh, because she tweeted out at uh, at Magnum and me. What did she say? Trans Am, three question marks. I'm so disappointed. Not angry, just disappointed. <laughs> Sounds like something one of my parents would say when I was in high school. I think I that's what trouble. she was going yeah. for, yeah. Yeah, Chris, uh, I'm not angry at you. I'm just disappointed. Like, that was supposed to make it feel worse. Yeah. It's like, I'd rather you be disappointed in me than be angry at me. At least I'm not going to get grounded if you're angry, if you're not angry at me. 
Never mind the fact that the game started with this massive presentation of a bottle of wine. A big bottle of that wine. That was a big bottle of wine, yeah. A huge bottle of wine. I think it, it it's fits four bottles in that one. Like, wow. Like, okay. Like, that is a party bottle. Yeah, Giddy really up. cool. By the way, when we went in the locker room after the game, we got to see the, the, the trophy that they gave Phil. Oh, little, that was neat. It wasn't was it? it was in there. So it's like, the welcome I, to Las Vegas sign, yeah, but with Kessel on it. It right? was so cool. Yeah, I, I I should have taken a picture of it, but I'm I'm real iffy about taking pictures in the locker room. So. You know why? Because there's rules about that. Well, I thought they changed the rules. Though. I thought I read that they eased the rules. But you don't know the rules. No. So, no. I, I so that's to. a good. That's yeah. a good call. I, I kind of got got yelled at once when, for, when for in taking doubt, a picture. Well, what did you get yelled at for? Well, it was during the Pride Night, and Mark Andre Fleury was taping uh, the Pride colors around his his stick mm. and i took a picture of it and i got yelled at this was mm. maybe like year year one or two yeah because there's rules about yeah. whether or not you can if you're a photographer or a camera operator but you can't just be taking cell phone pictures yeah well there's guys who you know like obviously video is obviously allowed but still po still photos i i err always err on the side of caution with that, yeah so. when in doubt don't yeah i wish i was there when that happened when he got yelled at You'd have been the first one on the scene. Yeah, no, uh, you I would have supported him. No, really, you, no. absolutely would have supported him. If yeah. he was in the wrong, yeah, well, I would have taken him aside and said, "Listen, this is how we do it. Yeah. These are the rules." Yeah. I'm not don't, angry don't, at you. I'm just disappointed. Just don't disappointed. ever embarrass my butt again. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> You're representing turn. Lotus. <laughs> I'm part of Lotus. Let's <laughs> keep this. Keep this. On the rails. Um, so there's uh, different bottles, uh, sizes of bottles of wine. Mm -hmm. There's the regular. There's the Magnum, which is one and a half liters, which fits two bottles. And then you are you... two bottles of wine, hey. sir. Yes. And then there there's go. the Jeroboam. The what? Jeroboam. It's three liters or four bottles of wine. Wow. They make even bigger, though. No way. Yeah. There's, uh, are you going to tell us what they are or just leave us in suspense? They make uh, a 12-bottle bottle of wine. No way. Wow. i got to see what that looks like. Hold on. I don't I don't have a picture of it. I've just got the names. What's the... All, look at all these. Like, 24 bottles. That can't be right, can it? Different wine bottles I mean, based it's... on capacity. It says different wine bottles. A 24-bottle of wine. A 35-bottle of wine. That'd be way bigger than this Coupe de la Stanley. A Balthazar. That's a cool one. Yeah. Like the name. Primate is a 36-bottle <laughs> bottle of wine. Primate. Midas is a 40-bottle bottle of wine. <laughs> it fits 40 bottles of wine inside one bottle. It's on the internet. It must be correct. Well, it's, this isn't Wikipedia. It looks pretty good. Did, did you say the 15-liter the one? Probably not because uh, it looked like it was too tough to say. <laughs> yeah, it definitely oh, wow. is. Yeah, <laughs> that thing's too many syllables for me. So I've uh, I've got a story for you. Who's that? It's story time with Millard. <laughs> now I forget what we were talking about was story time. Jog my memory. You were talking about waiting. You have a story about waiting. Waiting where? Oh, oh boy. See, you can't even think of it. No, no. Now, now it's like contagious. I see. That's what happens. Oh boy. I'm waiting. I, no, no, no. I, I knew I should have done context, it right. Then. The context of what you guys were trying to do 
oh boy, um, <laughs> is is waiting to score goals in a game. Right. Yes. Said, All right. So, oh, so here's a good waiting. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, my buddy, uh, my buddy's playing for the Hartford Whalers, Nick Kiprios, and they're down four nothing to the Montreal Canadiens after two periods, mm-hmm. and there was a a not guest coach, interim coach. I don't know what was going on with the head coach. I think it was Paul Holmgren was the head coach at the time, uh, but the uh, the interim head coach was a uh, a former analyst, a TV analyst. In the uh, in the hockey world, any guesses? Don Cherry. Nope. No. Pierre Maguire. Oh. So Pierre Maguire. Pierre Maguire is the is the guest coach. You could have just said Regis. (laughs) Yeah. So Pierre Pierre is he's not happy. Yeah. Of course he would not be happy. But Pierre Pierre took some ribbing from the guys. Like there was some. I wouldn't say that there was the the ultimate. we're going to take this guy really seriously. <laughs> Mode going on here. So they're down 4 nothing after the uh, after the second period. He comes into the dressing room mm. and uh, Kipper and his, his guys are like we're getting rolled here. Like they're getting steamrolled. And Pierre tells the team, "This is what we're going to do. We're going to score a goal every 5 minutes." Sounds familiar. And then we're going to win the game in overtime. The guys are looking around going, that's our strategy? All right. Yeah, every five minutes we're going to score a goal. That'll tie the game at four, and then we'll win it in overtime. Okay. All right. So they go out there. I don't think there's a lot of rah-rah here, mm-hmm. but they're going to go out there and they're going to play. Well, yeah. wouldn't you know it, the Hartford way they're scoring an early goal, like a mm. minute and a half into the third period. All right. Pierre's work on the bench. That's yep. right. Out of boys. Out of boys. Mm-hmm. You got it. Then they score a goal four minutes into the period. Wow. So Montreal obviously thought they had this thing in the bag. Sure. Hartford has scored back-to-back goals. And Pierre's like, out of boys. We, I told you we were going to do it. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Goal. We got two goals in the first five minutes. Kipper leans back. Do you want us to rag the puck for a while? Because <laughs> they, were, they were way ahead of schedule. <laughs> <laughs> they they scored two goals in the first five minutes, and they were supposed to score a goal every five minutes. They didn't for for some reason. They didn't end up winning the game. I can't imagine why. And I'm I'm very disappointed in myself for not recognizing that this was a Pierre Maguire story. Yeah. Oh, that's I'm so, so mad. Someday we'll get Kipper on, and and he can tell the story as yeah. only Kipper Kipper can. But uh, the part about do you want us to rag the puck for a while? <laughs> Meanwhile, they haven't really touched it more than three times uh, throughout the whole game. But he was like Pierre was convinced this is a great plan: score a goal every five minutes, and then win it in overtime. You know, this has informed Pierre's on on air. You know, persona because anytime a team is trailing going into the third period, score a goal within that but, first five so, minutes. So exactly, it's beautiful. It's, it's Love it. Analysis, it's amazing. Pierre and I have a um, a very caustic relationship. You have a relationship. If you don't have a relationship, what's that? You don't uh, have a relationship. You, I know, but yeah. I was looking for something a little <laughs> bit more. There's got to be a I word think, for it. I think, right? think caustic is good. Yeah. 
don't know. I don't know. At the 2010 Olympics, we got the we the the uniforms, uh, Olympic uniforms. You get the hats and sweats and ski pants and jackets and all that kind of stuff. But he was wearing his Olympic hat at our big meeting at the start. Mm-hmm. So I kept calling him. My my goal at the entire tournament was to every day our interactions was to make it uncomfortable. <laughs> that doesn't surprise <laughs> like, me at all. Like, uh, we don't get along. My goal was to make it uncomfortable. Yeah. So I, I, I started off, and we'd been there for a couple of days, so I'd succeeded. So I was calling him at this meeting. He's got his ball cap on. Buttermaker yeah. uh, <laughs> from Bad News Bears. I don't know why Buttermaker. Kipper probably mentioned it, and so I stole it. Uh, but I would call him Buttermaker, Buttermaker. And he's like, finally, he's like, he's had enough of this. Like, why are you calling me Buttermaker? Yeah. I'm like, what do you mean? Why? You got a ball cap on, and it's the coach from Bad News Bears. Everybody knows that. Yeah. And he's like, hey. Did Buttermaker win? Now I'm on the hot seat. Uh-oh. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because there's a big party at the end of Bad News Bears. Sure. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's like, that's right. I'm a winner. Oh. <laughs> so then I'm telling Kipper this. Yeah. He flipped Kipper, the tables on you. Yeah, yeah. So I'm telling Kipper this, and Kipper says, you idiot. <laughs> the Bears didn't win. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I could have, like, slammed it. <laughs> I could have slammed it shut, and Pierre beat me. So so we just learned Pierre that you were me. outsmarted by Pierre Maguire. I, I got outsmarted. That'll, but that'll but I, teach all you I could remember was reference. the big, big party. The Buttermaker. Big party. Bad I, bears. I love this story time with Darren Millar. This yeah. is great. Were you getting dunked on by Pierre Maguire? Yeah. It might be the best segment yeah. that, yeah. that we've had. Pierre Maguire well, dunks on Darren not, Millar. It's great. He, 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 he scored like Darren that morning. Except for I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm going to make no, it no. uncomfortable on. Regis. Oh no no! Every, it, it, there was nothing planned. It was just like I would do goofy things. I would not acknowledge, or I would anyway. Uh, I was childish at the time. This this is making you time? look fantastic. By the way, <laughs> it was 2010. I was a kid. Don't you worry. <laughs> Uh, we've got some sound from Bruce Cassidy today. Uh, here is the update because Nick Wall left last night's game. Uh, he was asked about the status of the center after the optional practice today. He's got a lower body injury. I don't believe he's going to travel uh, right now. Um, so I'll, I'll know better tomorrow if he'll meet us. But I, I put him doubtful, certainly for Edmonton. I'm not sure yet. You know, Amadio's played a lot as well. He's played center. We'll have to look closer at that. We just got the news a few minutes ago, so um, I haven't decided, I guess. And the easiest thing would put Jake in there, keep keep on moving. If Amadio comes in, we may move Howie back in, into, into that role. He's played there before. He's probably most similar to Nick Y, I think. And then uh, Amadio would go back up to where he was with Phil and, and Cotter. That's the other option. It's one or the other. We could toggle the two centermen. It's funny. I was at City National Arena for the media conference today, and I had my I had already written out the lines for tomorrow. I was trying to get ahead of uh, the pregame show, mm-hmm. uh, and I started moving arrows like okay out and over and in. And my my notebook was a mess by the end of it because Bruce just walked us through the entire uh, list of options. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. Um, I I think it's interesting that Bruce is 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 thinking about the idea, or at least leaving the option open of maybe not doing what just is the easiest thing. And and I do believe, as hard as I've been on Brett Howden, you give Brett Howden an opportunity with Will Carrier and Keegan Colasar, I think that can be a good thing for Brett Howden. I think that you probably can can 
find a little bit of production there, and I, I think that that could be something that jumpstarts him. I really do. One of the areas coming out of last night's game was the effect of Jonathan Marcheseau mm-hmm. when he has a chip on his shoulder, when he's a bit of a buzzsaw, when he's yeah. under the team's uh, opposition skin. I love that part of the game. Different players around the NHL, and I think Marshy could be one of the best at it. Mm-hmm. But he he's in and and he's out because he doesn't have to play that role to be really effective, right. which is a great compliment to him. But those moments that he is, I enjoy every minute of it. Uh, and I asked Bruce if uh, that part of his game, uh, and he sees Marshy feeling it in that way, a little testy, if he realizes something good's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, don't forget, I come from a place where there was another Marshy that was constant. Um, so I know what the Marshy is all about. Um, just they're playing on the opposite side of the ice, but a lot of the same. So I, I think it's good. It really is. Your bench needs certain um, personalities. It's a long year, and I think we're a little bit quiet, Darren, in that regard. So it's good to see that come out from, from different players. And uh, I don't want it to get him get away from his game. That's the risk all the time, and I have not seen that where it's 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 affected him and gone out and been undisciplined. Really hasn't. So uh, keep keep bumping up against the edge, and and we'll be fine. And that's the line, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we saw it last year, a couple penalties late in away from the puck, and that yeah. took the team out of different situations and opportunities to win. Those frustrate fans and coaches and Marshall as as well. But he he is arguably one of the top five players at being able to walk that line when he gets into that mode. He's really good at it. Yeah, and as long as, as you know, what Bruce Cassidy said there, as long as he's not crossing over the line, as long as he's not doing anything that puts his team at a disadvantage, I think that he's the type of player that is more dangerous, that's better with a little bit of that edge in his game. I like it. I wonder if he feels the same way, that Hmm. he's better when he's playing with that edge. There's certainly a lot of players that need that push that to, to light the fuse, yeah. but we don't see it, I don't know, 75% of the time. He's regular Jonathan, and he's so good that why would he need that? So I, I, I'll be curious. Uh, Ashley's going to talk to him tomorrow mm-hmm. uh, about it, and I'm really interested to see what his answer to that is because I like it when they light the fuse, but he obviously doesn't require it to be hugely impactful. Yeah, I am interested to hear what he has to say on that too because um, I I feel like he's better, but he's just been so good and so consistent, and, and it doesn't come out as much as we've – seen it in the past so maybe. Arizona Coyotes all wanted a piece of him last night well they they wanted a piece of a lot of yeah. everybody but last night Marcheseau took a penalty last night mm. but it was early yeah it wasn't when all the other stuff started happening yeah there was I mean there was kind of a, a moment in, late in the third period where he got tangled up with with use of Alamaki mm. and there was some exception there and Liam O'Brien wanted to fight the world but not really so <laughs> I, I wouldn't fight Liam O'Brien I wouldn't fight Liam O'Brien either but I wouldn't fight that garbage can over there I've seen you try to throw something in it I wouldn't fight it either so tomorrow night we get Connor and Jack yeah we they're do. both healthy mm-hmm. they both have great teams and they're both going Jack's off to a career start and Connor McDavid is talking 60 goals right now. Mm -hmm. It's the first time that they've been in this situation 
in their National Hockey League careers. And now that they're division rivals, we should see uh, a real long stretch of number one pick overall versus number two. Ask Bruce about it. Yeah, yeah, it'll be a good challenge. I mean, I think, from my recollection, Connor's been more healthier than than Jack. I don't know how often they've gone head-to-head when they've been both at the top of their game. So I, I don't even know the answer to that, if it's ever happened, to be honest with you. I'm, a, you know, kind of, I'm, a, I'm a, a fan of the game and follow all that. But yeah, I would say this, maybe this is the closest they've ever been to sort of on equal footing with, with teams and, and health, right? So um, have at it. I think it's great for the game. when It's, it's the Crosby-Ovechkin rivalries and I always looked at Bergeron Crosby for us because it was, you know, we had good, you know, those two were always facing off against one another. They enjoyed playing against each other. They're actual teammates for Team Canada and, and battled. Jack and, and um, Connor will not be that, but at least uh, I would hope tomorrow they play head to head for the most part to, for their sake and for the game. We may get away from it. Uh, uh, Todd may get, or not Todd, uh, uh, Woody might get away from it. Um, but at the end of the day, I think it's, it's good for hockey and I think they'd both enjoy it. I hope Jay Woodcroft does buy yeah. into that. And we've heard Bruce talk about his uh, real um, pleasure of Jack's defensive side mm-hmm. and, and the way he's played and watching those two. But And I think it'll make Jack up the pace of his game a little bit. Yeah. And that's one thing that uh, that I've enjoyed uh, about this season with the pairing with Chandler Stevenson, that we've seen more pace in Jack's game because he can fly so much. Uh, it It could be... It could be wild to watch tomorrow night, Connor versus Jack. I I want Connor and Jack head to head. I, I you know you start thinking about the the Crosby Ovechkin rivalry and the big games that those two players have had in the same game against one another. I'd love to see that from Connor McDavid. Well, Connor hasn't Eichel. had a division rival. No, he right? hasn't and, on that same level. And and to me, like you know, we're we're gonna get multiple games this season but i i am i am salivating at the idea of those two players head to head in a playoff series i just mm-hmm. am it's going to be great for years as yeah. division rivals yeah. so that's the cool part and the best is both healthy mm-hmm. both playing great and they're both on really good teams mm-hmm. so we should have this multiple seasons in a row yeah which uh uh, it's got me most excited about uh, tomorrow night and then beyond. Uh, it is really, even though they've both been in the league for a number of years, this is the start tomorrow night mm-hmm. of Jack Connor rivalry. Uh, we have a couple of tickets to give away. 702-876-1340. I just shocked the heck out of Chapman by remembering that on my own. Gave you the thumbs up. 876-1340. We will take caller number 7 to see the Ottawa Senators take on the Vegas Golden Knights next week. Uh, three games and four nights on Thanksgiving week. It's a great chance to spend the holidays uh, watching the Golden Knights and in and around T-Mobile Arena. We'll be back uh, with one-timers, news notes from around the National Hockey League right after this. Maybe a two-on-one. Petrangelo gets it. He shoots. He scores. It's time for one-timers. One-timers. Short-handed goal. Alex Petrangelo. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insiders Show. Got a couple more tickets for next week's game against the Ottawa Senators. The Vegas Golden Knights uh, back uh, at home. Three games and four nights on Thanksgiving week. We'll give those away in about seven minutes' time. Stick with us. One-timer, Scott Wedgwood, Dallas Stars, day-to-day with an upper body injury after being taken off the ice 
on a stretcher last mm. night, part of the Stars' 6-4 win over the Florida Panthers. He was uh, stopping Anton Lundell on a breakaway. It was one of the weirder situations, and then couldn't get up. But he's better today. Some positive signs, said Pete DeBoer. It was a good day. He got up. He felt significantly better. He came to the rink and potentially might skate tomorrow. So it's more of a day-to-day upper body. People are surprised to see day-to-day upper body when you're taking off uh, on a stretcher. A lot of that has to do with the medical personnel on hand being as safe as possible and uh, and just dealing with uh, all the precautionary measures. Yeah, I mean you got to take uh, every precaution that you can in in, the, in an instance where a player is is obviously injured and can't get up. So I think this is literally the best possible news you could ask for if you are the Dallas Stars and Scott Wedgwood uh, specifically. So good 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 information there. It sounds like he just locked up. Yeah. Like his his yeah. body is locked up, which uh You get uh, some therapy on that, and you feel much better. Dallas won the game. Mm -hmm. Dallas might be one of the big surprises in that Central Division, along with the Winnipeg Jets. Good. Do you consider that a surprise? Um, To a degree, I do. I I think that the pieces have been there for the Dallas Stars. I, I do like the impact of Pete DeBoer with the defense of the Dallas Stars and with Jake Ottinger kind of showing the world that he can be as good as he was last year in the playoffs. Um, I think the Dallas Stars are a really good hockey club and, and you know, a little bit more freedom, I would say, to push the pace a bit offensively. Definitely. And yeah. that's that's going to be the big thing because you've got studs in Jason Robertson and Rupe Hintz and Joe Pavelski. It just makes too much sense for me. When you look at the difference in style between Rick Bonus and Pete DeBoer, <laughs> mm-hmm. And how that's affected just the flow of that team, it ha- it has been night and day. But the, there's different players that make that team go. And you mentioned Jake Ottinger, and he's going to be a big part of it. But the the older guys, not not the Robertson, mm-hmm. not uh, Pavelski's an older guy, but the guys that been there for a while in. Jamie Ben, Tyler Sagan, and Tyler Sagan. Yeah, that's a huge plus for them right now. Mm-hmm. Getting to getting that going has been uh, uh, offered a bit of resurgence. Now they're not leading the team, mm-hmm. but they've been much better. Ben has seven goals. Yeah, that's good. Tyler second is four. Mm-hmm. It could have, could have more. So getting those guys going makes them uh, a force. Uh, Winnipeg won again the other night. The same story. <laughs> I, I, t- I talked to you guys about it. Yeah. Uh, that all the numbers. Fancy stats were the same, except for Connor Hellebuck's played better, mm-hmm. and it was exactly the same uh, that night. Eric Comrie, more goaltending. Uh, he's expected to be out for multiple weeks with a lower body injury. The Buffalo Sabre goaltender, uh, they gave him an MRI, and it revealed an issue that it's going to keep him out for an extended stretch. So they have Craig Anderson there, mm-hmm. the old guy. Love Craig. Yep. Craig knows where you're shooting before you know where you're shooting. He's so good at reading a release. Uh, but the Sabres also recalled their top prospect, Uka Pekalukunen. Nice. Uka Pekalukunen, the my only, favorite name in the yeah, National Hockey League. Yeah, it doesn't get any better than that. Uka Pekalukunen, um, I am here for every start that he has in the NHL. Fantastic. Six and three so far in the American Hockey League with Rochester mm-hmm. playing with Mitch. Mitch Elliott. Oh, nice. Darren Elliott's son That's awesome. in Rochester. Uh, but he's six foot five. 
217 pounds. I, I think he's got a great future. Mm. Uh, they're taking their time with him. Uh, he got some some looks last year when the chaos of that crease uh, started going <laughs> down the path of uh, all the injuries. And uh, the numbers weren't great, but his performance was actually better uh, than, than we saw. Curtis Lazar and Vasily Podskolin. Pud Colson mm-hmm. uh, will be a game time decisions against the LA Kings tonight. Uh, the only game tonight is Vancouver against the Los Angeles Kings. You know, LA quietly putting together a nice little first quarter of the season. Yeah, well, they're about where I was thinking they would be. It's not you would know, end up right at yeah, the first exactly. quarter. Yeah, you know, you you kind of look at the way the Pacific Division is shaken out at times, and uh, especially early on this season, and we we came into the year thinking that LA would be a team threatening for the playoffs. We think the Edmonton Oilers and the Calgary Flames are going to be there at the end, along with the Vegas Golden Knights. The Seattle Kraken are still hanging around, so you got to give them credit there. But yeah, the the Kings, to me, have still been a little bit too much of yeah, a roller coaster. It's been an inconsistent it, start to end up at it, the same place that you were expected it, to be. Exactly, but I feel like there there are some steps in the right direction. Their, their win over the Edmonton Oilers the other night was a big step in the right direction. 3-1 win, you shut down Connor McDavid, you rely on, on on some structure to get it done. I think that's the way for Los Angeles. They can score, but you don't want to get into too many track meets. And I think if they're if they're starting to turn the corner there, more consistency should be there for Los Angeles. Seattle Kraken have their goaltenders back. Uh, Martin Jones has been really good for them. He, yep. he should never play against Vegas <laughs> ever did, again. I agree. <laughs> but he's been really good against everybody else. Yeah. And Philip Grubauer has been activated. I actually saw a, a great picture today of Grubauer in goal and uh, one of their other netminers acting as a screen. Huh. In front of them, it was a, one of those weird. It was they were practicing traffic in front, but they were That's using funny. the goalie. It's like, okay, you got all the equipment, you go up there and you screen. It was, it was kind of cool, but it was it showed how diminutive uh, Grubauer is at times. But they're, they're looking to get uh, get on a roll. I, I think they. I don't know whether they're going to make the playoffs, but I'm happy for the organization that they've uh, they've had a bit of success so far. It just hasn't been exactly the way they all planned it out. Martin Jones wasn't supposed to be their team's best goaltender in the right. first year and a quarter. Yeah. And and that certainly worked out uh, the way it uh, it has. Uh, we've got uh, two more tickets, one more set to give away to see the Vegas Golden Knights against the Ottawa Senators next week. If you call, that's Wednesday, right? Yes. Wednesday. Uh, next Wednesday at T-Mobile Arena. Call now to 702-876-1340. Look at it. It's just like, I enjoy giving away tickets. Because just watching those those lights go from, we're not taking calls, to just flashing. Keep calling. Caller number nine, because we'll go through the lines a, a little bit, uh, once or twice. Be caller number nine to 702-876-1340. We will send you to see the Vegas Golden Knights against the Ottawa Senators next Wednesday as the team returns from a two-game trip through Canada. We'll be back with Catching Up with Chapman next on Fox Sports Las Vegas. When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. Oh, Christopher. Hi, Darren. So, something that probably isn't very near and dear to your heart, although maybe it is, I don't know. <laughs> but the Grey Cup is on Sunday, and I know I mentioned the other day about the um, first time that it would be sung in, oh, Canada would be sung in Cree at the Grey Cup. However, 
Uh, I talked to a couple guys because the, the Grey Cup is being played in Regina. My best friend, her stepson, actually plays for the Toronto Argonauts who are taking on the way to play Blue Bombers in the Grey Cup. So I spoke with a couple of guys around the Golden Knights who have some Saskatchewan roots. Chandler Stevenson, Braden McNabb, and uh, Jake LeCision, who played in Regina. And I asked them what she should do over the weekend in Regina. An overwhelming response of, there really isn't a whole lot to do in Regina. They said, other than the game, not a whole lot to do. But uh, if you're interested in watching the Great Cup, it takes place on Sunday. Kickoff is at 3. Gary Lawless thinks that the Blue Bombers are going to win another one. Are they going for three in a row? Yeah, and be champions over four years. Because there was no Grey Cup game one year for COVID. Oh, you're so really, they, you're really invested they've in reigned, this, huh? They've reigned for three years already, mm. and they can win three championships in a row, which they've never done. Now, he told me he won a Grey Cup with Toronto. Toronto won a Grey Cup while he worked for them. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, he, he was part of the organization. Yeah. So, so, yeah. So, that's very cool. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think he's rooting for Winnipeg. Of course, he worked there. Yeah, well, he worked for both teams, so it's a win-win for him. I, I, I love it. Uh, the chance to, for Winnipeg to have some success is uh, is outstanding, and uh, to give a little bit of a nudge to the to the Jets has been a fun rivalry between those two sports organizations in that city. I will be attending a Grey Cup party at Hammers out in Henderson. And uh, we have a bunch of hockey people that in and around the the Las Vegas Valley who are going to be there, a bunch of friends, and we're gonna, we're going to have some fun. Now, cheering I, on my cheering on my bombers. I did As not. As a Brandon know. guy, I'm a Manitoba guy. <laughs> are you my bombers? Are you are you trying to say that you have more ownership over them than uh, other people? Uh, I'm from there. Yeah. I haven't followed it. I'll be honest. I haven't followed it as closely uh, yeah. since uh, since I moved down here. But uh, but I love my CFL. I was a Big Eskimo fan when I was a kid. See, now I did not know that that the Rough Riders, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, I thought they played in Saskatoon. No, I found out recently that they. Why do you say it funny? What did, you guys what, make fun of me how, uh, saying oh, different what, words? What did, what did he say wrong? Yeah, Saskatoon. Saskatoon. See, you have a weird inflection well, I'm from in that. New Jersey, Darren, Darren and, then, said, and then there's Darren said Saskatoon. Yeah, what did I say? Like, Saskatoon? What's funny, the, Saskatoon is considered to be the better city in Saskatchewan, but uh, uh, it's like Edmonton, Calgary. Take your choice. Like, is, there's there's merits to both. Regina's the capital. Yeah. So it's supposed to be Saskatoon. No, okay. it's supposed to be Saskatoon. Now, I found out. Oh, well, that's that exactly what Chris said. When no, I was talking with weird. Braden McNabb, that his yeah. town, where his hometown, there's only, yeah, there's only about 1,000 people yeah. in his hometown. But the whole province of uh, Saskatchewan goes into the Rough Rider games. But is they that, won't be in the, the game. Uh, they won't be in the game. There's a big rivalry between uh, Regina and Winnipeg, uh, Saskatchewan and the Blue Bombers, huge one. And uh, they play a Labor Day game. This is good. And then they play the next week in Winnipeg. Um, and they call that the Banjo Bowl because uh, <laughs> do we because, because the place kicker for Winnipeg once uh, made a joke about uh, all people do in Saskatchewan is play the banjo oh, or boy. something like that. Oh, it, was, it, it, it was not a nice comment. No, it doesn't sound like it'd be nice. But as a Manitoban, we're like, yeah, baby, <laughs> you go get him, T-Roy Westwood, left-footed kicker, T-Roy. Yeah, awesome guy. Uh, but uh, yeah, we'll be cheering it on. It, uh, the Grey Cup is a is a fun, awesome celebration of Canadiana. Always a good halftime show. I had the Grey Cup at our house uh, when Eugene Prince Bay and I lived together. Mm. 
we had the Grey Cup at our house overnight because the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, who had custody of it then, didn't want to come and pick it up from our late night sports show that night. So they said, can you just take it home and bring it back to us the next day? So in my Chevy Cavalier, I was driving around with the Coupe de la Grey, the Grey Cup. That's very cool. Yeah, we got pictures in the basement. Uh, it was awesome. I'm guessing not as cool as the Stanley Cup. Uh, no, I've never been allowed to take the Stanley Cup. I've had the Memorial Cup in my hotel room, and I've had the Grey Cup in my basement, but I've never been allowed to take the Grey, uh, Stanley oh, Cup home. It might not come back, huh? Uh, if I do, you guys will be two of the first to know. Yeah. Because it'll be everywhere. Vegas, Edmonton, tomorrow on Fox Sports.